On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. day, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Good evening, Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. And uh, hey, thanks to Finding on another fantastic show. And you can catch Finding again from uh, 7 p.m. every every night with evenings with uh, Mark Fine. And uh, Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Um, the uh, listeners don't know this yet, but I, I am in Warren's chair because he's not here. Yes. And uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know, going off and having a rant at, uh, you know, <laughs> those those Western Sydney Wanderers people are being freezing. What are they? Who do they think they are? Jeez. We can organise that. Back off, would you? <laughs> Learn your lesson. Sorry about that. That was Vinny's rant. That was Vinny's rant. He should have told us before. Yeah, Warren, that. stay home. <laughs> I think Warren's just lost his job. Yep. I found my voice. Yes, well done, Vinny. Uh, Carlos, g'day. Yes, uh, g'day there, Rodrigo. And I uh, hope you're surviving the angry chair tonight. Uh, oh, I know. That's well. a very, very angry. It's on fire, that chair. I know. I feel that my face is going to turn red and explode. Patrick Smith actually sits in that chair. The ang- any angry... Greg Denham, mm. Benham Denham <laughs> right, is in that yeah, chair. Yeah. I Patrick imagine Smith that. is every in that t- chair. Every time I listen, I imagine that they're sitting in the angry yeah, chair. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, maybe we should turn up, Pedro, the uh, Kung Fu fighting stuff, because I've got to rant myself. Oh, Ooh. go for it, Carlos. Yeah, we're going to talk about the grand final in a minute. Yeah, we absolutely are. In a minute, we're going to talk about the grand final and the gentleman, the Gia Moore. Gia Moore, I should start singing My Sharia Moore It actually does sound like a song yeah, absolutely. That Dean Martin the, sang The gentleman the Gia Moore is But then you get Tony Popovich Who I love Yeah But it has to show the ugliness at the oh, end What did he do? The ugliness of suggesting That Adelaide won by won by playing the long ball Right Now that's now those people out there say What, what are you angry about Carlos? It's just a, No, in football terms That's an offence That's that, offensive to, to suggest That a the Guillermoor, <laughs> the winner of Barcelona, Barcelona yes. the winner of the 1992 European Cup with yeah. Barcelona, uh, the ast- uh, aristocrat of world football, <laughs> suggesting that he lifted the ball off the ground. Yes, there it, isn't. That, that, that is an offence. There isn't even a word in Spanish that's the long ball. You can't even say it in no, Spain. Of there, there is no translation. Is everything short? Everything's on the ground. <laughs> Ticka-tacka, that's all yeah, they that's know. That's all it was. There's no ticka-tacka long ball. What a humble man. Oh, so. yeah. So there's, a, there's my rant. Okay, uh, Tony Popovich, the uh, target Thanks, of the Pedro. Rant. Thanks, Pedro, on the panel there. Hey, we've got a big show. We will talk about the grand final, uh, even though it's three days ahead. <laughs> um, we won't uh, we won't get into the minutiae of the grand final, but we will talk about the wonderful spectacle. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Leicester City, of course. Mm. We've got Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on. He's been immersed. He's cock-a-hoop, Vinny <laughs> Venezuela. <laughs> he's been Apparently he was in he's James, he... James Vardy's house. Oh, he was there. I think he was there when they were all cheering and, you know, I don't know if he was really. Excellent. But, well, well, yeah. we'll, we'll keep going with that, Carlos, yeah. until we <laughs> talk to him. But uh, And uh, we've got the hot topic, of course, 0433981116. What is that hot topic, Vinny? The, the great man of this city, the great man of the A-League, and, and there's only one, there are many great men in the A-League, but there's only one great, great man, mm. and that's Archie Thompson. Here from day one. Archibald, Archibald Gerald Thompson. 
the the one the the first player that kiddies wore the number, the first domestic homegrown player that kiddies wanted to be. They didn't want to be other players from the A-League, it was Archie. That's how big he was. That's how much he captured the imagination. He's hung up the boots at victory. Mm, mm. Um, it's kind of sad, but uh, we've got to respect the guy because he's going out a winner. He's a champion. He's a true champion. But he hasn't closed the door on no. playing further, Vinny. No, I'm not saying that. I'm mm. just saying he's hung up the boots at victory. But uh, the hot topic tonight is what should Archie do next? So if you're a victory fan and you've got an opinion on what Archie should do next, you should let us know. If you're not a victory fan and you have a, an opinion that, you know, you think Archie should look into this or that, you know, keep it real, keep yeah, it honest. Yeah, what sort of business would he open up? Mm. What, yeah, would it be a cafe? Would it be a dance club? I think a dance club more yeah. for him or a tattoo parlour. <laughs> yeah, tattoo parlour, yeah. yeah. Or, or, does he, or does he go off and play for Melbourne City? Yeah, look, I don't know. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be wouldn't that be wouldn't that be uh, a story? Wouldn't that rattle like? a few cages? <laughs> because Archie's not look, Archie's loyal and so forth, but I don't think I, I think he'd still want to be um, someone that would be talked about. He he could go to American Samoa and coach <laughs> and command that dressing room. Yes. He could teach them how to score goals for fun. Yes. That's where he scored his 33 yeah, and a half goals, wasn't it? Yeah, 13 goals, yeah. He played shop window football last night in the Asian Champions League. He did. League, didn't he, he, did. he scored. <laughs> he I did. thought it was amazing. For a 30, what is he, going to be 38 in a, in a um, not, not, too, not too far away? Well, he was, I've got his details here. Archibald Gerald Thompson, 23rd of October 1978, he was born. Um, I think that was when the Men at Work released their album. <laughs> right, there you go, yeah, Men at Work. Remember uh, jo- when? Jojo jo- 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 Zepp and the Falcons. <laughs> You're not doing uh, a remember when. Yes, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think they all those albums there. Uh, age 37 right now. So um, five foot nine inches, inches by the way, 101.74 uh, metres in, uh, in oh, height. Thank you. Thank oh, so you. much data, Carl. Yes. So much data. It's amazing. Uh, you, know, you know when your parents name you and they call you Archibald? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really grow into no, Archibald, no, do no, it? No, did he? No. He's, he's definitely an Archie. Yeah. I think I'm the first person, other than the, his parents when they named him, has called him Archibald. <laughs> yeah, can, can I just say one thing? Sorry, Rodrigo, that uh, I... Things change in football. We've been there. We, you know, when he was at Carlton, we yes. used to see him play with uh, Gruller and Colosimo and all those boys. And I remember asking, "This is how easy it used to be to organise an interview with a player. <laughs> you'd be out the side of the dressing room. Yeah. He'd be in his towel, and mm. you'd say, Arch." Do you want to do a Diego's interview next week? Yep. And he'd just give you the nod and say, yep, call me. Yep. And it was done. Yep. Now there are, you know, there are walls, oh, firewalls. The, I can't you know, get... The, Archie, I want you to call now. Yeah, I want the, you yeah. to be the first person yeah. to tell us what Archie should do next. Yeah. The media man. The media man, the inception of the media man, uh, when we started so-called becoming professional, that's, that's that brick, that's a gatekeeper that makes it really difficult. Except on Twitter, they can't, I mean... Yeah, Archie true. responds, Archie talks, he, you know. So maybe the way we should ask him is uh, on Twitter. Maybe. Absolutely. And, and our handle on Twitter is at 4 Diego's. If you want to uh, follow the Diego's, make sure you get there. And um, so the hot topic, what should Archie do now that he's leaving the victory? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Already uh, had a couple there, Vinny. Um, Archie Thompson to Hopper's Crossing Soccer Club. That's <laughs> Steve, Steve in Hopper's Crossing. What, Why now, not? Steve, Steve obviously linked to Hopper's Crossing Soccer Club. What would you offer him to get him there? <laughs> mm, that, that's a... That's not a bad one, Carlos. Yes. Yeah, so what would you offer him? Obviously, money's not going to be the issue. A car space. Yeah. What are you going to offer him at Hopper's Crossing? There you go. Um, so, Steve, that's your assignment. Um, the kids and all love him. 
drive an ice cream truck. He'd make a killing. <laughs> There's Dan in Alinda. 0433-981116. Archie's listening, of course. Yes. What should he do? 0433-981116. And if you are listening, Archie, give us a call. Yeah, why not? I not. just think he should just not even open up a shop. Just set up a chair at Fed Square <laughs> where people can come and meet him yeah. and just talk about... The days, yeah. the glory days. Mm. He was a beauty, and 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 he is. He is a beauty, and he he is everything. He he was exactly what the A League needed. You know, he had that star power. You know, he was quick. He, he controlled the ball beautifully. I can't imagine him imagine him in a in a different shirt, to be honest. Uh, but but I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that he shouldn't go off. I I understand that's his prerogative. But um, it'd be strange seeing him play for somebody else. I've yeah, got to say. Andy Ma asked me the other day that. Um, on SEN Afternoons, he asked me what I thought he should do. Now, you know, me being an oracle of world football, yes, it's important. Yes, proclaimed Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a nobody. <laughs> I'm certainly a nobody. But I, my, my belief is that if you still want to play, play. You know, if you, if you still think you can play at 42 and you want to get up and go training every day, keep playing. If the bloke won't play you, that's fine. Find a place that will play you. If you get it out of your system, because I get that, yeah, because I don't know whether. Look, I'm not sure what Archie is cut out for after football. All I've known him as is a person who can play football. In fact, I remember Eddie Merrick uh, in a funny press conference once, and I don't think he was trying to be funny, but he was saying that Archie's uncoachable. He play he, he plays the same way now than what he did when Frank Arrock mm. recruited him at Gippy Falcons all those years ago. So he's a bloke who just has played from the heart played from instinct, uh, and you take that away from him uh, when his football has been his whole life, the adulation that comes with it, um, you know, the achievements, the accolades, all those things. I know that he toyed with uh, being on the panel there for the ICC tournament last season on Channel 9. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's for him, and there's a lot of other people who have quite seasoned on TV who are real experts. I'm not sure whether Archie's cut out for that, but... Uh, so I think he's got a he's got a bit of a battle on his hands to work out what's next after he finishes playing. I, but in the meantime, Arch, keep playing until you don't want to play anymore. Well, Carlos Luca Tony in Italy, he's mm, I think yeah. he's forty four. He's just yeah. retired, and he he was scoring goals for fun last year. He was a top goal scorer, or, or equal top scorer in Sadia. So uh, you can do it for as long as your body yeah. lets you do it. So go for it. Look, yep. I can see a role for Archie in the media. He's probably not as polished as some of the others, but on the on the on the sideline, you know, as you know, with with a with a uh, a reporter or someone yep. like Zappers near him, I can I can I can see him add some colour to yeah. to a broad. I mean, much like you know Robert Dippy Domenico did in the AFL. I thought he was. Yeah, he I, ended I, up being I, a great boundary. I, boundary I believe with the free to wear rights, mm, mm. you know, on the go, people talking about maybe one of the free you know free to wear stations coming in in 2007 when the rights are up, I think they'll be looking for a fresh face. Mm, yeah. And Archie's, like you said, he's the face of the A-League. Yep. Uh, he's always got that smile on his face. A good-looking guy. Um, you know, a guy that the kids and, and a lot of women might relate to also. So they so they might just go for someone like Archie. And you grow into that. I, I remember when Bozza started, when he first came back from overseas and started on Fox Sports, you know, he was rough and ready on... on oh, yeah. yeah, he wasn't he's the finished product, but now he's just in front yeah. Listen, I don't want to put zappers on the back foot, but Archie, just... just <laughs> Go do some Spanish classes, learn the language, and now uh, you can interview <laughs> half the players in the A League in their mother tongue. And uh, you know that's something that uh, Zappa still continues to struggle with, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Not his fault. No, not at all. Uh, 
Hey, 942 911 if you want to uh, jump on the line and maybe uh, pay a bit of a tribute to Archie Thompson, uh, give us a call, 942-911-16. Daniel from Balaclava. Carlos, before we go to Daniel. Uh, yes, on the Twitter, uh, at 4 Diego's, uh, Taran Edwards uh, suggests that Archie just enjoy being a living legend oh, for the rest of your life. I think he will. Yeah, why not? At Fed Square. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, Daniel in Balaclava, we'll go to you now. Uh, you want to have a chat about Archie Thompson. G'day. Um, I just thanks for taking the call, but um, look, as much as it would run most sad me to see him wearing uh, Melbourne City's colours, I think that I do have to agree with you guys that if he does want to continue playing, um, you know, that, that's the man's right. And I think such is Archie's standing in this town that he's probably one of the few guys who, if he wanted to go and play a season or two at City, I don't think anyone who's a Melbourne Victory true supporter would begrudge him that. Yeah, look, I, I think it would be a fantastic talking point, wouldn't it? Mm. I mean, if it, if it did happen. And Arch is a guy, he's, he loves victory, don't get me wrong. But he's always wanted his own way. We saw that with PSV. Remember when uh, he uh, yes. for a move at PSV? Uh, uh, Jeff Lord wouldn't let him go. So he held a press conference and says, I want to go. I'll never, I'll yeah. never forget him looking over his yeah. shoulder to see if his coach was listening. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean he... he, he you just don't hold him back if he wants to do something. And I think what a fantastic talking point if City came in and swooped in and grabbed him. It would be a fantastic be awesome. talking point. And I don't know whether it would take too much convincing of Archie, given that he wants to play at the highest level. Um, he'd probably still get paid the same money as he was getting paid at Victory anyway because City could afford it. Uh, I, I, you know, if City haven't thought about it, they should maybe do it. That'd be a terrific marketing coup for them. It'd be very interesting. He looked really happy last night playing, didn't he? And mm. um, Stephen Hopp, thanks for your call there, Daniel. Really appreciate that. Stephen Hopper's Crossing has uh, come back to us, uh, Carlos and Vinny. <laughs> do you think he'd do it for Chevapchichi? <laughs> two hot dogs and a Coke? <laughs> State League 2 football is very rewarding. Yeah. That's not bad, Steve. If you've got Dim that. Sims in the bistro there, Steve, you might be a chance. That's laying out a red carpet. Yeah. I, I would come for that, Steve. <laughs> Look, I'd Steve. Come for the Jeff Chavapchi. Throw in a car space, and I think you might have yourself something, you know, <laughs> the makings of a contract. Fantastic. That's great. Um, oh, here we go. Carlos, oh, just uh, questioning here. It wasn't Ernie Merrick that said Archie was uncoachable. It was Eddie Krenchevich in his purple uh, jacket at Carlton. <laughs> Weren't you at Carlton? Yeah, I was at Carlton, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure I was at a press conference when Ernie said it. So Eddie could have said it, no question. Uh, and by the way, that Carlton side had not only uh, Greller and Bresch and all those guys, but it had Josh Kennedy and Archie Thompson, the very young Josh Kennedy, playing in the same team. That's how good that team was. And, Carlos, uh, there was another retirement uh, uh, yes. as well. We'll, yes. we'll get into the retirements yeah. before we get into the big yeah. grand final. Obviously, Paddy Kisnorbo Paddy has Kisnorbo. announced his retirement. What a, what a, um, had, had you, a stalwart, a stalwart of, of the game. And I, I still remember Paddy as a 17-year-old you know, knocking on a the door there at South Melbourne and getting a game under Mickey Peterson all those years ago. And he was just a supreme athlete um, who showed a lot back then and probably didn't change much as a player from those days until today and just showed how much he got out of himself. He captained Leicester City mm. over in uh, the UK for a number of years. He played at Leeds United. Uh, he was at Hearts in Scotland. I mean, the guy got the absolute maximum out of himself. And in the last three years, there were times when I'm thinking, Paddy, you've lost that yard of pace. You know, you're going to ground it too, a bit too early. But he'd always come back, uh, you know, and, and perform well. And I thought he had a pretty good year this year. And I think uh, yep. he's, he's actually probably retiring at a good time. He's a... You, you probably, if you if you didn't know 
Paddy's backstory. That's right. The, the, he has he's literally the journeyman of mm. world football, and he one an Australian who's who's travelled and had a career and done really really well, and can can be very proud of everything he's achieved at every club he's played for. Absolutely, um, great career there by Paddy Kisnorbo. Carlos, you credit yourself for <laughs> no, his long career, don't no, you? No, I used to be the water boy there at South Melbourne when he first started. So I remember the, the, the athletic, I called him an athletic cult in our Periscope <laughs> pre-show right, broadcast. Yes. and uh, But he was in those days, just a, he's just a supreme athlete. Um, and he just, like I said, what I admire about him, he got the absolute every inch of effort and talent out of that body in over 16 years. Absolutely. Well done, uh, Paddy Kiznorbo. He's uh, got a, um, a role there at uh, Melbourne City, so he'll still be with the club. And, he'll be uh, terrific for the kids. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's just doing the youth or whether he's doing these days with the academies. It's under 10s right through to youth. So any kid that comes, just you know, get just suck him dry of all that information that he's uh, and experiences he's had over 16 years. Archie should be a referee. Regards, Debra Dolovsky. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an unfinished one here, but uh, he can do a football segment on SEN and and uh, call it the Archiago. I'm not sure okay. about that one. A tanning salon. He, there's a lot of hot chicks that go to that. I'm not mm, sure maybe. about that. But yep. um, he's a little rascal, uh, says uh, somebody here. He is a bit of a rascal. Yeah. Um, has he has he thought about entering the comic strip industry? Not sure about it. E- e- evening, guys. Archie transcends the sport. A few years back, I was walking down Spencer Street on my way to a victory match, and um, he said, "Hi, how you going?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um, Archie is a is a living legend of uh, this sport, and uh, certainly in this town. Hey boys, let's uh, let's talk about the grand final. Mm. Not so much, obviously, Adelaide United are the premiers and champions. In the end, is uh, they've won, they've done, they've got the two trophies in the cabinet this year. Um, what a spectacle! How good, how good did Adelaide overlook? Yeah. The sea, it was a sea of red. It was a perfect day. Uh, this was a, a wonderful advertisement for the game, wasn't it, Vinny? It was a beautiful, as you say, there was nothing wrong with it. It was a beautiful spectacle. It made me very proud. Like, we're used to having finals in Melbourne, I guess, and, and, and putting on a big show with big crowds. But seeing Adelaide in all its glory was sensational. And the weather was right. Right, There was a sea of colour. The sound emanating from the mm. stadium was fantastic. And the football was, was intense and... They they played really well and and again credit to Western Sydney Wanderers for for pulling one back and and then uh, getting rattling Adelaide in in the final sort of chapter of, of the game. But it's rare these days. If you look back to the last three or four or five grand finals, I mean, just when Brisbane were winning them, you know those tight you use the word intense, Vinny. Um, those those games, you know, the Central Coast Mariners, Brisbane Raw, one that went to extra time in penalties, and and uh, the, the the way that game was played, and then last year with victory in Sydney, in Melbourne, the intensity and the fact that teams go at each other. That's what I love about. I don't know if it's been Ange Postacoglu or whatever. The the whole conservative approach sometimes in Europe, in big games, bores me. I love the Australian approach where they go at each other. And especially in the final series. I mean, how many great finals do we have? Mm. I mean, we, we rarely have a bad finals game. If it's a bad quality, that I understand that. But the contest is such such cutthroat competition. It's almost like a fair income second division cup tie in, uh, in, in Europe or in, in England. And uh, because of that, it just it's engrossing. And I, and I felt that some of the football played on the weekend wasn't great, but some was terrific. But the contest... And the team's intensity and 
and wanting to win the battles. I think that makes it sort of really, really compelling viewing. Look, I agree with you. I think I actually think the semifinals this year were just mm. spot on. I just loved every every second of them. And and also to your point, I think Popovich one one of the things that he has done that uh, he he should be proud of, and I'm sure he is, is that reinvention of Western yeah. Sydney Wanderers into an attacking team that is also going going hammer and tongs to, to get that victory, not not sit back. Unfortunately for them, they, they didn't get their, their rhythm up in a way that everyone anticipated. But the thing that they had going for them is, that, is the fact that they came from three zip down the week before. So that psychologically did yep. play a little bit into the minds of Adelaide. And so once they, Wanderers got one back, it did change the whole sort of game and, and, and how you looked at it because suddenly you thought, oh my God, they are going to come back. It's going Ooh. to happen again and yeah. it, it made it watchable. Yeah. What we're getting now with grand finals too is that we're, if it's a 50,000-seater stadium, mm. we're filling it. Mm. Yeah. And we did it at Suncorp. We've done it again at Adelaide Oval. Um, I compare it, you know, all our grand finals you compare with the NRL, AFL, the A-League now. We're nowhere near in numbers and in hype to the AFL and NRL, but as far as celebrating the day and, you know, filling the stadium wherever we're playing, we're we're doing that as a sport. How far do you reckon we're away? I'm going to say it. How far that we're going to need 80 or 90,000 Cedar Stadium. Steady colours. No, I'm asking the question, how far, here's another hot topic for you, (laughs) how far are we from having an 80 or 90,000 grand final you know, big ticket game like they do with NRL, A League. Uh, sorry, uh, a- AFL. Mm. Uh, you know, grand final parades, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Look, if it's grand a, final breakfast, if it's a local derby in Melbourne or Sydney, you could. I know they're they're. It's going to take a while, but they're building a seventy-five thousand seat rectangular stadium in Sydney. Yep. You know, if if, if it's a Sydney FC, uh, oh, Western uh, Sydney Wanderers, yeah, good you one. Could, yeah, you could, probably next year. Yeah. Probably, if it's a 75, it's not going to be ready by next year. No, it won't year. be ready by next year. But I'm just saying, that would be something that a 75-seater stadium, West Sydney Wanderers, um, Sydney FC. Yep. Yeah, at, the moment, at the moment, at the moment, the hardcore members that get in and fills it, 40, whatever is it, 42, 43. But you'd think on grand final day, uh, with the rivalry and, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know, theatre goers rolling up, you'd think that you'd probably get your 70,000s, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, reckon yeah. you could. I reckon you probably, I reckon you're, you're 10 years away, quite honestly. And that's only because I think you need to have a, a lot of rivalry and, and lots of people interested in, and also a narrative that's building up and, yeah. and, and, and something to go for and someone to see. So I think, for example, this year, Melbourne City were, were on the cusp of, of providing something big because they had some good players. I think 10 but years they still down, weren't bringing people in. No, I know. But yeah. if, if, if it was the same Melbourne City team 10 years down the track, it would I reckon it would be different yeah. because people would know about them and, and it would pack it would get that sort of excitement going. Absolutely. Looking forward to that day, Vinny. Um, congratulations to Adelaide United on a wonderful yes, yeah. season. Uh, going from last to first uh, was a wonderful effort and, uh, you know, it's a big, big story and uh, we need to make uh, a lot of it. So we need to take a break now. When we come back, we'll come, we'll come back with Leicester City yes. winning the English Premier League. Uh, we'll talk about it between ourselves and then, Mike, a little bit later on. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Class is when they run you out of town to look like you're leading a parade. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diego's. 
on 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Leicester City, Leicester City are the champions of England. And the world is left to wonder, wide-eyed, thrilled, bemused, how on earth did that happen? Leicester crowned champions in their absence by their predecessors on a night of perfect succession. What an amazing, what an amazing story that is. And if you haven't got Optus next year, you won't be watching that. <laughs> hey, if you, if you don't spend at least, what is it, 85 bucks with Optus, yeah. um, you have to pay. You have Can to pay. You, uh, Pedro, Kung Fu music, please. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Rodders rant. Rodders is very, very upset. The rant. Come on, Rodders, it's your rant. Come on. Look, <laughs> I want to watch English Premier League. Yep. But I don't have Optus. The only way I can really get into my English Premier League next year yep. is mm. to migrate all of my services mm. pretty much. And I don't want to be misrepresenting this, no. but all of my services, my internet, my phone, my mobile, of yep. course, to Optus. And mm. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Mm. So I'm a little bit disappointed, Optus. I thought you'd give me another vehicle to yep. make this easier for me mm. to start liking you a bit more. <laughs> and that's maybe... I'll move across when my current contract <laughs> expires. But yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm in a big boat here. Mm. I'm in a big boat. Mm. I'm actually not that happy with the English Premier League. What? Because they sold it to Optus? They sold it. They sold it to Optus without without really no, is, understanding. No, I, I'm upset with Foxtel. Foxtel <laughs> should have paid the money. Yeah. No, they're giving us uh, B in sport. But... But they should have paid. Yeah, but they're giving. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm disappointed Actually, all round. The B in sports not bad because you get the Italian, you get the, I think the German, a few others, right? Yeah. Uh, which I'm be missing because obviously they haven't had it before unless you've got the extra other, package. The extra packages pay, and stuff. Pay twice. Uh, but no, it's going to be a serious issue for some yeah, people. Yeah, Ryan has texted us in and yeah. really wants us to talk yeah. about this. But we've talked about it. We've yeah. put Optus uh, on the agenda. Yep. And uh, we're not happy because. I love the English Premier League, and you've uh, yeah, you've so shattered it, the balance. It isn't their fault, though. It can is. I, can I just say one thing? If there is anyone out there from Optus Marketing, Vinny <laughs> Venezuela is with Optus, and uh, if you would like to make me the radio poster boy of your campaign, yeah. call me now. <laughs> oh. Anyway, because I, good I, luck, good I, luck I, to I, him. I think it's Foxtel's, Fox Sports' fault, or Foxtel, whoever, Murdoch, who owns Fox. Why didn't you outbid Optus? Fair and where did Optus come from? And if you're a Fox Sports listener um, <laughs> or director, that was uh, Carlos Alberto yeah. Diego. I have Foxtel yeah. and Telstra. Yeah. And, uh, I'll clam I'll up be if you give me a discount, be... by the way. I'll clam up. Yeah, can I have movies? Anyway, <laughs> are you, are you going to get I don't know. I haven't move decided. your services? It, it's a discussion that my wife and I, uh-huh. whilst we're on holidays in a couple of weeks, uh, by the pool in a hot place, uh-huh. I'll raise it with my wife All right. and we'll talk. Because yeah. she's into the... You know, well, I can't. What, I can't do it because I'm locked in. My wife likes ah. the housewives of everywhere, and she likes, um, you know, what not to wear, and she likes all the, you know, all the strange, um, you know, TV shows that uh, anyway. you get on the, you know, all all the extra packages and stuff like that. So I'm not quite sure. Just coming back to it, there's a, there's an angle for for Foxtel right now. The camera is just on Archie. So, it, you know, it's a reality TV show, it's, it's and we just follow Archie. He doesn't even have to do anything. We just follow him to the shop. Okay. I thought you were going to do the Zidane film from a few years no, no, ago. No, 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 not a film. <laughs> I'm just saying just, you know, what's Archie doing now? So ah. for half an hour, yep. you switch it on, <laughs> yep. and you just see Archie doing whatever. Yeah. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> doesn't really matter. Yeah. Changing channels. Hey, we started this segment by, uh, it wasn't going to be an Optus segment, but uh, <laughs> by, the, by the way, uh, you yeah. know, 
there, there is there has been a little bit of angst towards Optus, but we won't we won't go into that yeah. uh, too much because. Uh, we don't know the packages. There might be some really Rod reasonable is, packages. Rod, don't back down. No, I'm, I'm backing up. Don't back down. <laughs> you're scared okay? now, aren't you? Just accept the fact that you've said it. You've, you're angry. There. Stop it. Do Stop not it. back down. Don't flip. Ask yourself, All what right, would Lester, Warren do? Let's talk about Lester. <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about Lester because this is amazing. You know, over the last couple of months, we've been saying, can they, will they? They just did. Yep. Um, of course, uh, when Chelsea, uh, Eden Hazard scored an absolute beauty to... Uh, uh, force a draw against Tottenham, it was all Leicester's. How good was this? You know, the original dead man walking, you know, Claudio Ranieri. The Tinker this Man. Is, the Tinker Man. This was a magnificent yep. moment, wasn't it, boys? 1929 was the closest they ever came to winning the title in the top league. And they finished second in 1929, the, the old first division. And they haven't cl- come close since. And I'm talking about the top league. Of course, they've been promoted from the lower leagues once, once they were relegated. Uh, this is a team that in 2002, was put into administration. Their fans saved them. In 2009, only six years ago, seven years ago, they were actually in the third division, the the third tier of English football. This is a team that just staved off relegation in the last nine weeks of last season. Uh, They sacked their coach four weeks before the game. Ranieri had been sacked by Greece after after getting beaten by Faroe Islands. In fact, people were laughing when they assigned Ranieri as their coach. Um, and somehow, in that melting pot of a mess <laughs> of, 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 the, of the non-winning culture, uh, something happened. Was there a sign of this in the latter half of yeah, the latter they, they part won, they of last year? They won seven year? out of their last nine uh, last under, year. under Nigel Pearson to, to stave, stave off, off relegation, relegation yeah. right? Uh, but the thing is, it's not like they went and bought big to win this. Uh, Vardy was playing last year. Mm. Vardy's been playing for them for a few years. Uh, Mares was with them last year. Uh, guys like Wes Morgan. You know, they, most of the players that were playing this year over the 38 weeks that won in the title played last year and actually brought the team up two years ago into the first into the EPL. So it's incredible, and it will never happen again. It well, will never happen again. So in again. context, yeah. how 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 big is this? They were what? Were five thousand to one <laughs> at the start of the season? It's going to be big for some people. They'd oh, be happy, absolutely. But in the, in kind of context, this, uh, this shows you. Apparently, the bookmakers had Kim Kardashian. <laughs> her chances of being the Queen of England, <laughs> yeah. or the, no, the President of the president United, of the the United States, two thousand to one. Right. So she had more chance yeah. <laughs> of becoming the President of the United yeah. States than Leicester yeah. City winning the EPL. Actually, with the way you know this social media thing's going, <laughs> she might just be. It, I, might, um, I might put a, 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 yeah. a ten ten dollars on it. <laughs> I, mean, I think Claudio himself has said it, it, it's a one in twenty year thing. It, it, it's kind of rare, but uh, it's still exciting. But uh, but it's not one in twenty years. Only five teams. Including Elister, yeah. have won the EPL since 1991. No, but he's Five saying teams. that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's once it, it happens really. It's, it's, yeah, they're not going to go back to once back. Once in a hundred years, but they may not go back to yeah. back. I think that's what he's alluding yeah. to. Oh, he's already said that, hasn't yeah. he? He's already, um, you know, he's kind of you know, tempered expectations because he's already said we're not going to win it next year. Yeah, we'll be good. But but the, it's a game changer because it. it as everyone would know already, because it has been talked about. But the fact that you can win or you can play imposing football, attacking football with with a team that isn't a, you know full of stars and big money and you can still get the best result possible. You can do it in England. I don't, yeah, think, well, I don't think you could do that 
in Italy or or Spain or Germany, the other three top leagues? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I, don't know. I, I just don't know whether you, you can do that. Is that because they, they play they a play more defensive a brand? Well, it's a different brand of football. I think they're a bit more cagey. In England, if you've got blood and guts about you and you press high and you're coordinated, you've got some team spirit and you want to be combative and you've got some and you're playing for your manager, all those things there, I think, lend itself for you to... To be to have a reasonable year to win a league though over thirty eight weeks it, this is just freakish. We'll talk with Mike McGrath a little bit more about this, but because uh, Carlos, now it's time for Vinny Venezuela's mm. Joe Love This Game segment. The romance, the drama, the controversy, the emotions—it's sudden death. There's only one winner. Love is a many splendid thing. It's Vinny Venezuela's Gio Love This Game segment. Vinny Venezuela, there's a bit happening, of course, around the leagues in Europe. What's going on? Look, I just wanted to quickly talk about Champions League. Of course. Bayern uh, went out to Atletico Madrid uh, this morning or last night or whatever you know, your time zone is, <laughs> uh, and it was 2-2 on... On away goals, so basically yeah. Atletico had Atletico scored yeah. and uh, got back and got through, and uh, it was always going to be tough. But obviously, it's sign- Pep probably needed the one more thing to just put the icing on the Bayern cake, and that was a Champions League, which he didn't get. Now, unfortunately, th- as he knows, he's going to have critics that say, "Well, you didn't achieve it all," uh, but he sort of still goes out a very proud man. So I, I did want to pay my respects to Pep Guardiola because he's a good man. So I thought I'd I'd put in a couple of quotes here. Uh, this is from Pep. I've given my life for this club from the first minute to the last, and we played well tonight. Maybe we played not so well at other times. I'm very proud. It was a real honour to train these players. I have really enjoyed it here, and I'm sure the future at Bayern Munich is perfect with these players. I love the positivity, and, and I think that you've got to respect him for that. Mm-hmm. And that's and he's obviously probably going to win the Bundesliga anyway, and he's he's, he's achieved it all. So I think that's really cool about him. Um and he, and he went on to say, titles are just numbers, statistics. I wanted to reach the Champions League final here. I didn't achieve it, but it doesn't change my opinion about the way I've performed. Yes, we are sad now, and we want to go to Ingolstadt to secure the Bundesliga title. So that's the reality for Pep. I think it's not going to be as, as a glorious an exit as he'd like, but I think he's still left a positive mark. But It just shows, Vinny, though, that... You know, we talk about the pressure that might be on John Van Skip here or, or someone who's trying to avoid relegation. Even the guy who's won everything. I mean, this is his fourth Bundesliga title since he's been there. They're five points yeah, ahead of the They're moment. five points ahead. They're going to win it, right? Uh, he won everything at Barcelona. He's won nearly everything, except, except for Champions League. He's won nearly everything at Bayern Munich. He's got a trillion-dollar contract with Manchester City, <laughs> and he still gets... Criticised because he hasn't reached the level because he's lost three Champions League semi-finals in a row at Bayern Munich. It's incredible the pressure that's on you, whether you're the supreme winner in a Pep Guardiola or if you're a, a bloke who's trying to stave off relegation you know, in any of the leagues. And uh, just on that as well, Diego Simeone, the other coach, Atletico's coach, he was also really cool in um, in the post-game. He, he effectively said... And he was paying tribute to Bayern as well. He said, it was unbelievable how they played. It was great to see such intensity. I was literally in love with this game. But we soaked up the pressure and we won the game. We cope with the pressure they put on us. It's just unbelievable what we have achieved. We have beaten two of the strongest teams in Europe. First Barcelona in the in the quarterfinal and now Bayern. And, I, and I love that too. Yeah, but the thing is, Vinny, he wasn't so calm during the game. 
because uh, towards the end of the game, I think he was slapping the fourth official. He was, like, I saw. Yeah, and they're talking about him being suspended because of it, and for a long time, because he's he's made contact with the... It's a fourth official or one of the FIFA officials who was in his way. Yeah, it's not good. Slapping but, uh, him on the arm or something. And, of course, there's a Champion League's game uh, at 4.45am for us overnight, Real Madrid yeah. and Man City. Yeah, that's a big one, nil all at the moment. It's going to be huge. And... Uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo's back. They reckon he's back 100%. from his calf, so we'll have to wait and see. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with Mike McGrath on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night, and uh, without further ado, we're going straight to the UK and we're going to catch up with Mike McGrath from the Sun. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the the show. Hi guys. Yes, good to have you, Rodrigo. Hi. Here, Vinny Venezuela. And uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, you still at uh, you still at Vardy's house, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, jumped uh, jumped from uh, Melton Mowbray uh, to Madrid um, for the City game tonight. So just a few hours away from kickoff here, so I've um, I've legged it over here to Spain. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, we'll talk about your time in Spain, how you're spending your spare time. Forget about the game. I want to know what you're doing in your spare time there. But uh, let's talk about Leicester. Where were you? Uh, when they end up, well, they didn't win it uh, by kicking a ball, but Tottenham losing or drawing with um, with Chelsea. Um, yeah, I was. I watched it at home actually. I, um, I, you know, working for the Sunday paper, I get the Monday off, um, so drove drove back home to watch Tottenham the Chelsea, um, you know, kick off in in every way possible in terms of really kicking off on the pitch. Um, the result being um, that, that Spurs couldn't catch. Leicester and just you know started the uh, I suppose started the party and for for, for us guys started kind of um, exploring even more into the story at how Leicester actually managed to pull this off um, you know one of one of the great uh, sporting occasions now um, is what has happened this this week uh, where where the underdog. Uh, the, the biggest underdog of all underdogs has has prevailed in in the toughest competition possible. Mike, Vinny here. Will Claudio Ranieri's legacy be that every gaffer is now going to lock in a pizza night and a movie night <laughs> as a matter, of course, just to guarantee success and team unity? Because he, he really seems to have sort of tapped into something unique and special. Yeah, I think his legacy will probably be a statue at Leicester. And then, <laughs> like you say, play, um, managers... I think it's strange because if you tried to say, if you said to a different manager, go take your players out for pizza or go, go do the, you know, I don't think it would work. It's about, it's how he read the situation and how he reacted to it. And while um, buying pizza and making pizza might work for him or saying dilly ding, dilly dong might work for him. It might not work for others, but it's just that what he did do, he got it right. Um, he got the right blend and the right message across, and it and it managed to galvanise uh, a team that was, you know, really struggling uh, a year ago, and um, and has really galvanised this country really uh, in terms of 
loving football. You know, it's 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 um, it's been a real celebration this week. Mike, uh, of course, you know now we love the romance of what happened this season and the way Leicester won. But you know, in in professional football these days, the romance ends very very quickly. And of course, uh, Ranieri's already come out. He's streetwise. He knows that uh, clubs are going to be after his players. He's saying to the world that no one's for sale. But that all could be, you know, part of the negotiation already about getting ridiculous money for the likes of Mares, Vardy, maybe Kante, these sort of players. Uh, they reckon PSG is already circling around someone like a Kante. So what's what's actually, you know, what, how do you think the boys all react? Will they stick together or will they go and chase the riches? I, I think they've got a real good chance of sticking together this year and having a go at Champions League, just the way the way they are, a real kind of band of brothers. I think they will do it together because you know because they got there together. Uh, look, it, everybody wants to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. That is, you know, that is football. But I wouldn't put it past Leicester to go out and find another uh, Kante if he does go to one of the big clubs. They've got a great recruitment policy there, and they are finding players that that Arsenal and um, other big teams are turning out, you know, saying no thanks to. So I think that they've got to be confident in what, in their recruitment. And I think they've got to be confident keeping these players for at least one more year. Uh, Players like Vardy is a strange, you know, he's 29. Will he ever get another big chance to move if he doesn't do it in the next um, year? Maybe not. So it is, you know, it, it's not easy to keep them, but I think they've got a good chance. Mike, uh, just uh, now flipping over to the to the game that actually secured the victory, that Chelsea-Tottenham game, that was probably one of the most heated, uh, conflict-filled games I've seen for a long time in the EPL. Uh, how messy is it going to get in the aftermath, particularly for players like Fabregas? Yeah, it's um, obviously the FA uh, are looking at this. It was an incredible match in terms of the, you know, it started about a week before when Hazard said he really wanted to um, to, to beat Tottenham because he wanted Leicester to win. A week before that, Fabregas was a pundit on one of our TV programs and pretty much said the same. You know, Spurs were riled by this um, and the yellow card after yellow card, came in the match and you know even Pochettino got involved as people probably saw um, I think that there could be some real um, some real big punishments handed out Dembele being probably the biggest because if he's found to have gouged the eye of um, Diego Costa we know in rugby union where it might not be commonplace but it's certainly um, clamped down upon with lengthy bands that could be coming his way it looked like he might have just been helping him out with some extra sleep in the corner of his eye. Um, hey, hey, Mike, before we let you go, you're in uh, Madrid. What a fantastic uh, scene you've got set uh, there. Of course, the uh, Champions League game between Madrid, Real Madrid and Man City. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game before we let you go? You know, it can't really get any tougher for City, but, you know, it'd be fantastic poetry for, uh, you know, Pellegrini to go one better than Pep this year, um, to beat the team that sacked him six years ago. They've got a good chance. Um, 
you know, if I was a betting man, I'd still say Real Madrid. They've got Bale playing well, and it looks like Ronaldo's going to play, even if he's not 100% fit. So it's going to be tough for City. But, you know, you know, I suppose it is the year of the underdog. You know, wouldn't it be great for them to, to get to a final after what's been a, an overall a poor year? Absolutely. Hey, have fun uh, while you're over there, Mike. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. There's Michael Graff from The Sun in the UK, live from Spain. Mm. Here we go all around the world here on the Diego's. Let's take a break now and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. All Night Appetite coming on after Diego's with Scotty Cooney. Um, big, big show. Not much time to go, but just as we go, boys, um, a text message here. I used to be a massive fan of the EPL, but got bored of it due to its predictability. But this season by Leicester sparked my interest again, and I'm sure many others' interest. Just an amazing thing for football. Vinny's nephew. Hey, hey you got a tear in your eye too, Vinny. I am. I'm I mean, emotional. Family, family just... Uh, I think that was you know, Timmy Venezuela. Or... Timmy Venezuela. <laughs> Could be Timmy Venezuela there. Yeah, fantastic. Hey, boys... Uh, Thanks for your company tonight. Thanks for your company, of course. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. So remember, Carlos. We're a Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We were there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. We were there. there. Whatever girls with fruit in their, bo- fruit in their head and balls in their feet. We were there. Whoever Gringos play football. We were there. We are the Four Diego's. Olé. Olé.